Hi everyone, we have with us Bola today. Uh, Bola is an agile and business transformation consultant, speaker, trainer, and coach. I met him at a speaking event and we immediately connected. Please go and check out Bola's profile on LinkedIn and you can see that he's a very passionate speaker. You can see his videos. He exudes so much confidence, so much value and knowledge. Um, I'm definitely sure you all are going to love his content. So I invited Bola for this interview because of uh, a top topic which is very close to my heart on tech speaking, tech conferences, and why we should also give importance to the speaker element, not just on the content in tech conferences. And when I had a quick discussion with Bola, he completely agreed with me. And he said, that's the need of the art. We should all give importance on how we speak. And also with, uh, you know, it's not just on the content, it's also on the speaker element. So welcome to my interview series, Bola. Welcome to this. Thank you. Thank you. Really glad to be here. Uh, hello, everyone. How's it going? Hope everyone is keeping safe. We're all in this together and we will get out of it together. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bola. I'm sure everybody who's listening to you will be really excited to hear you what you're going to talk about. So I have a few questions uh, regarding tech speaking, and I know you have been doing a lot of speaking in your own career. You started as a business analyst and you know a scrum master. You have had a long career in this technical field. When did you start attending these events, or when did you start doing speaker speaking conferences? Absolutely. So I, I think my journey dates back, my speaking journey sort of dates back to when I was working as a consultant for an organization. And as a consultant, what you're literally doing is solving problems for organizations. And as part of solving problems, you need to do a lot of storytelling. How do I know I have a problem mm. if you don't show me? And how do you show me if you don't take me on a journey from what I currently do, what I can be doing, and the limitations in the way I do what I do? True. So I sort of started doing some bit of presentation, some bit of speaking while I was working in a consulting company. And after I left the consulting company, I got some organization reach out to me to say in their organization, uh, because I've done some consulting for organizations, they have this yearly summit. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for someone to sort of come and speak about strategy. Mm -hmm. So I went to the organization. I, 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 under, I needed to understand the organization. I needed to understand where they are. I needed to understand where they're going. I needed to understand the people that work in the organization. So I got that understanding, and then I injected that understanding in my presentation. And then by the time I finished my presentation, a lot of people came to me to say, wow, mm -hmm. you literally spoke as if you were working in our organization. And I said, well, I never worked in your organization. And from that time, I got someone who used to work in that organization, then left the organization to another place, and the person was conducting some was part of a planning committee for some conference. And then they said, okay, you know what? There was this guy who came to speak in our organization. And I really liked the way the guy, and said two things, the way the guy spoke, 
and the way the guy connected with us. Those mm -hmm. are the two things that she said. The way you speak and then the way you connect with your audience. So I think you should bring the person up. So I got that invite. I went to that association to speak. And then there was some other person who was in that association, who was at that tech event. Saw my presentation. I said, you know what? I'm a member of Project Management Institute. Uh, we have this conference. We're thinking you can come and speak to us. And then mm -hmm. from there, there's another person and another person and another person. Some people even actually just see my video or just watch my presentation and then mm -hmm. they come and contact me to say, hey, you know what? I think that we should sort of get this guy to come and speak. So that's how I literally sort of started my speaking engagement or my speaking career, if you will. Great, Bola. But were you always this good as, as a speaker or you evolved over the years? What was your technique to become such a good speaker? Very, very, very good question. Uh, very good question. So I have, I believe very strongly in this, in this mindset that nobody, nobody at all mm. is born excellent. True. I guess what I'm trying to say is excellent. I don't want to use the word perfection. Mm. Excellence can be developed by anybody. So have I always been this? No. I remember the first time I spoke ever. Okay. <laughs> the first time I spoke ever, I was really looking for the time to finish so that I can get out. <laughs> True. I saw few people playing with their phones when I was speaking. <laughs> True. I saw people yawning when I was speaking the first time ever. True. But that's not the same anymore. What that means is I had to develop. There was a time that I had to go to, I had to go to India for a course on instructional design. Okay. I had to in design instructions for teachers, for educators. And we also had some speaking. I also joined an organization called Toastmasters International, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, where they teach on leadership, public speaking. We do a lot of practice and all. I also read a number of books. And then the last thing that I did was I got a coach and a mentor who was a public speaker. Mm -hmm. So to your question, I was not born a great speaker. I started as a very terrible speaker, mm -hmm. but I had that. I knew there was that problem that I needed to solve. I knew there was that challenge that I needed to address. So I took steps. I re read books. I joined organizations. Uh, I went for additional training. I employed the service of a coach and a mentor. Mm -hmm. And now I'm continually improving and improving and improving. And then I also get to speak a lot more now. So those True. were my, if you want to call it strategies or uh, approach to improving my speaking ability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. True. Well, one myth, at least when I'm talking to my potential customers or when I'm speaking to anybody from tech world, what they say is uh, public speaking. They have this notion that public speaking is somebody like, you know, you're in a stage and you're a politician or you're some big deal and then you're doing, I don't need public speaking coaching because mine is purely tech presentation. So for tech presentations, I cannot make it passionate. I cannot make it, uh, I cannot bring in any emotions. Do you agree with this? 
I, I I don't think so. But why don't you? Why do you think? A hundred percent of the time. Hundred percent. I think that, and I strongly believe, based on my interaction with the tech community, I strongly believe that the people, this set of people that need public speaking, effective communication the most is the tech people. Because your subject, mm. your context, and the content of your presentation is going to help the people who are either tech or not tech to understand problems and to also see solutions. Now, you can have a fantastic presentation. You can have the biggest content ever. If you don't communicate, if you don't communicate, if you don't connect, if you don't feel the people and they don't feel you, you just find yourself washing great ideas down the drain. So I think more than anybody at all, more than anybody, tech presenters, tech entrepreneurs, tech people need public speaking more than any other person. True, I, I agree with you. And Bola, I know that you like engaging with the audience and many of them may not believe that, you know, at least in tech presentations, I don't have to engage the audience. I'm just giving a download of my knowledge. But when I confront them that, you know, no, you need to engage uh, because you're speaking to somebody, your message should go to somebody. They should understand. Absolutely. What are the techniques you think people can introduce in their presentation to engage the audience better, specifically for tech presentations? Great. I'll give you three, maybe four. I can add one bonus and make it four. Number one, storytelling. Report data is expected to tell stories. Mm -hmm. Not just 55% of the people uh, believe that this is not good. 70% of the people believe this is not good. You need to tell a story, number one. Number two, you need to put in emotions. Hmm. Imagine we surveyed 100 people and 70%, a whooping 70% of the people we surveyed said the application was great. Hmm. And the remaining 30% felt it could be good. That's fine. But we're more interested in this 30%. That's one way. And another way is we surveyed 100 people, 70 people felt it was good, 30 people felt it wasn't great. And then the remaining 30 people said it wasn't exactly good. But our interest is in emotions. Three connection if you put your report in a context that i can easily relate with you strip your report or your presentation of technical jargon if you're speaking to non-technical people i see a lot of tech presenters use so many technical terms and lingos that make absolutely no meaning to every other person so one, get the concept of storytelling. Data tells stories. Report tells stories. Hypothesis tells stories. Well, I want to, I want to interrupt. Tell stories. 
interrupt you here. When you're saying storytelling, for example, now I'm giving a, a presentation on my product, for example. How should how should I create a story around it? Should I say that, you know, these are my users who have used this? Should I involve people? Should I start with my people and then go to my product? Should how how should I start my story? Absolutely. So here's how to start a story with your product. Say you're presenting a product. Um, you say, so we're presenting a product that will help people to be able to make um, payments online. Mm. That's what the product does. But how about you start with, there are several people. Maybe some of you are in the audience right now. You have three children. You have two children. You have one child. One child. You have busy schedules. You work in downtown. You live uptown. What you're doing is you're trying to put people in the audience into the persona of your product. Mm -hmm. By doing that, a lot of people are trying to begin to connect to the target audience of your product. Mm -hmm. And for example, this person who has three children will have to take their children to school, drop them in school, will have to make payment, and they find a lot of challenges in making payment and juggling. And that's why we created this product for the people who have three children, who have two children, for people who are trying to get married, for people who are, you're telling a story and you're putting people in the context of the story. Correct. Now imagine you have this, 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 and this to do. And you have just one app or just one product that is able to help you to pay for your Nepal bill, to pay for your gym class, to pay for your children's karate class, and all of those mm. things. By the time you're describing that story around your product, mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're connecting to several profiles mm -hmm. in the audience. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can even start with your own story or a story of someone that you know who had a challenge and who this product will address the challenge. Correct, correct. So that's how to tell a story with your product. That's how to tell a story with data. That's how to tell a story with your report. Correct. That's what I mean by storytelling, taking people on a journey, making them feel connected with whatever presentation, whatever product or whatever report you're sending or you're presenting. Correct. Correct. And I completely agree with you on the emotion part because I see, just like how you mentioned, 70% of the people are this, 80%. Nobody's going to remember the numbers after, you know, you go out as a presentation. But if you give that expression, if you give that emotion that 70% of the people have done this, I will go and talk to my friend and I'll definitely say, hey, it was a big number, apparently. Some 70% of the people are using it. I'm not going to remember Absolutely. it if there is no emotion associated with it. But I Absolutely. also feel that, you know, um, people tend to shy away from showing that emotion, from showing that passion when they're giving tech presentations. Why, why that hesitation? Why that problem among people? One thing that people don't realize is passion and energy are transmissible. I've been in a class where, I've been in two classes, one class where the guy presenting was very laid back, was very, the same concept, very laid back, no emotion, no passion, no energy, just, and 
40% of the people in the class mm -hmm. were totally lost. And then there's another presentation, the same topic, presented by someone with a lot of enthusiasm, with a lot of passion, with a lot of energy. And on everybody in the class, mm. when I say everybody, I mean everybody present, mm. stay glued to their seat. Stay glued to the presentation all through the two hours at the session night. So why do people not put in their in emotions and their, their passion? Their, why would people not do that? Well, I guess one, maybe they don't know that they are not doing it. And if they don't know, that's not totally bad. They need someone to help them. Mm -hmm. Two, maybe they don't know how to. Maybe they don't know how to. Correct. Correct. And then three, I, I, I find it slightly interesting. Tech presenters, tech professionals have the biggest of ideas mm. ever. They have ideas that will revolutionize industries, that will solve complex business problems. Correct. But why most of those ideas don't sell? It's because of the way those ideas are presented to potential investors, potential audience, and potential users. Mm -hmm. True. And that's why you need to change the way you present. That's why you need to put in a lot of emotion. Make, it, make people feel the enthusiasm. Make people feel the passion. Make people, when you put in your emotions, when you put in passion energy, it makes your presentation and your product even more believable and more relatable. Correct. It gets people more engaged. Correct. I, I, completely, I completely agree with you, Bola. And I think that comes with practice. It's not like, you know, one day I get up and I start showing my emotion. I start expressing better. People are generally shy, at least, you know, when they come to the stay, mm -hmm. they just want to get it over with and go back. And showing emotions and speaking, you know, passionately, maybe they are worried that I'll be judged. Maybe my topic may not be taken very seriously. But I think it should be a mix of how much passionate you can be and how much emotion you can show. Because I have always felt that in tech conferences, you're not going to make anybody cry or you're not going to bring that, you know, very high range of emotions. But people should be very, very clear with your message and unless you're not uh, there's no point why are you even giving that presentation these seminars are not Absolutely. for you to go and practice your public speaking skills it's about giving sharing that knowledge right absolutely and, and, and here's the deal we should we need to start changing the way we see presentation from i just want to go and talk to I want to pass across information and I want to let that information resonate with people. Mm -hmm. If you have those two things at the back of your mind, one, I want to not just present, I want to engage, I want to impact. Correct. If you have that at the back of your mind, the way you present will change. I've never seen someone 
who has a great idea, believes so much in the great idea, and doesn't really care much about the way other people will see that idea. Mm -hmm. It's a platform, it's an opportunity for you to get people to see, to believe, and to adopt a particular concept. Correct. And if you don't miss them at the point where they can understand it, you will just realize that the 45 minutes, the 30 minutes that you spend has just been you talking to yourself. Mm. Correct. Correct. If people ever remember you for anything, it will be how boring you were at your presentation. Mm. And that's not what you want people to take away. True. True. Bula, uh, one thing I've always, uh, you know, even during sprint reviews, uh, because you are an agile trainer, you know that sprint reviews are very common. What do you think, mm -hmm. uh, if it's not for co conferences, even in, you know, regular sprint reviews or system demos, how can you make the presentation and demos better there? Because it's within your team. Uh, so you may yeah. sometimes go a little informed, but how can you make it more interesting in these meetings? Absolutely. So I give you two techniques that I use uh, in sprint reviews. Uh, but before that, I tell you what you should not do in sprint reviews. Okay, I'm number excited one, to know that. <laughs> number one, do not, do not show PowerPoint presentations in your sprint reviews. Mm -hmm. Never, mm -hmm. never, never. So coming to that, two things, two techniques. The first technique that I use is a technique called bazaar. Okay. Bazaar. Let's say, for example, we are demoing or we're reviewing five functionalities in the product. Mm -hmm. What I do is this. I put five stands. Okay. Five stands. I put five desks and I put maybe two, three laptops in each of the desks. I get a cardboard and I label each of the desks. So these desks, um, we're demoing, say, for example, um, account creation. Mm. This desk, we're demoing uh, password reset. Okay. This desk, we're demoing um, um, account verification. Mm -hmm. And then I tell the stakeholders, well, I'll have done this with my team, and then have some of my team members stationary at each of those desks. Mm. And then we say, we're going to go around five times. The first one will be 15 minutes, the second 15 minutes. So for 15 minutes, you can choose any of the desks. Okay. And then get on the laptop, try that functionality that we're trying on that desk. Okay. Okay. So you try to create an account in this desk. At the end of 15 minutes, we close on that iteration. We move to the next iteration where people change their direction. Mm -hmm. So if you are doing account creation, when at the end of the 15 minutes, you move to maybe uh, login. Okay. At the end of the 15 minutes, by the time we're done with that, everybody would have demonstrated or would have reviewed all of the five functionalities. That mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's also very engaging. Correct. Nobody is sleeping. Correct. That's one technique. The second technique that I use is walkthrough. Okay. Walkthrough. I get systems for if it's a technology or mobile function. I guess systems for everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then 
I'm walking them through how to perform each of those or how to review or demo each of those functionalities. Mm -hmm. When I am done, I then go into feedback. Again, one thing you don't want to do mm. in sprint reviews is tell them to mail their feedback to you mm -hmm. or tell them to submit their feedback and go, about, and go away and settle. And mm -hmm. That again, you don't want to do. Correct. You then open the floor for discussion, for conversation about their feedback. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you bring that back to public speaking, I've got a fantastic increment that my team and I have created at the end. Mm. My objective is not just to show them. Correct. My objective is to socialize that increment with them. Correct. So I'm not just going to put screenshots of, of, of those increments and I put it on, 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 on a presentation. And I will say, so this is the first phase. When you log in, it will give you this, and then this is the next one. No, I want to engage them. Mm -hmm. I want them to be as active as possible. Correct. I want to hear feedback from them. True, true, I agree. That, that you can actually take even to, um, even to presentations. One thing that a lot of people don't do, and I've been part of, I've spoken at some tech events, and oh my goodness, by the time I finish, uh, a lot of people usually will say, oh my goodness, that was literally the best presentation in this tech. Because most of them were just dishing out information, no engagement, no asking yes. of questions, no narrating of stories, no, like, we did this, we did this, we did this, we did this, that's all. Yes. Thank you. Correct. Rob, no, that's not how to. Correct. And I've also seen one of the techniques I use uh, during sprint reviews is when I'm explaining about the product, I also talk about who is using this, you know, from the user perspective also. That makes a lot of difference in imagination. Absolutely. Correct. Because sometimes Absolutely. we just show, oh, this is where you create the account or this is where you log in and this is the next page you go to. If you give that persona that, here the client will do this and sometimes i ask you know the stakeholders name and i put in their login name and password and they start laughing and you know absolutely correct absolutely 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 and, and this is the same for this is the same for our presentation correct let them know i mean for people to have come to your presentation it means that to a large extent they are interested mm. in what you have to say so try to understand them, if you can, and then engage them as much as possible. Correct. Uh, Bola, one question that I just had in my mind now. Do you think we can infuse humor in tech presentations? Is humor... So here's the deal. I, I, I like to infuse humor as much as possible mm. and as much as allowed in my presentation. Mm -hmm. There are places where, and you have to be sensitive and careful about this. There are some jokes that you can crack that may not sit well, depending on the audience. Correct. But no matter what, no matter what, there's some humor that you can inject in your presentation that will create a relaxing environment. 
Correct. Let me give you let me give you an example. Okay. I was to, I was to I was to make a presentation to a particular to a particular audience sometime um late last year, early last year actually. And it was time to introduce myself. Of course, you get to introduce yourself. But as against saying, well, my name is this, this, that, and that, I kind of changed it a little bit. And I started by saying, you know, if I was sitting down where you're sitting down right now, one question would be in my mind. And the question would be, why should I listen to me? Hmm. Why should I listen to this? Well, let me answer that question by showing you this thing. Am I the right person? For this presentation well let's see um i have an mba what does that mean it doesn't mean anything mm. well a lot of us have mbas yeah right i can tell yeah and they're like oh yeah because i have MBAs. but i also have 10 years of experience doing business transformation i've worked with a number of organizations across three continents and all of those things i'm sure a lot of us do have but i've also made some presentations I see what people have said about me. Oh, this was the greatest presentation ever, blah, 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 and all of those things. Mm. And there was a time where I said something like, you know what? So this was for engineers. Mm. And I said, I actually wanted to study engineer, but I wasn't given an admission to study engineer. And everybody started laughing. <laughs> okay. You know, but then for over 10 years, I've been working with engineers, I've been reviewing their products, I've been working with uh, organizations that hire engineers. So I know a lot about engineers and I can speak to engineers. That way you've infused some kind of humor, you sort of become slightly more creative about what you want to say than um, about me. I have MBA, I have 10 years. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct, correct. You, I think you were not afraid to show that vulnerability also so that people can relate to what you're saying. People, absolutely, correct, absolutely, absolutely. They don't see you as just Bola the speaker, they'll see you as Bola the human who is standing there. He's just like us, absolutely, absolutely. And, and for, 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 and I think you can also do that even in, even uh, while you're presenting online right now. You can pick people's name. Mm, correct. You can pick people's name and you can say, oh, uh, Pooja, um, you are, what, what do you work as? Absolutely. So let's assume that Pooja who works as this. I do hope that's where you want to continue to work on because if people are saying this presentation, after four years and you've changed your role, they may think I was lying. You know that <laughs> kind of stuff. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, so that, that, there are definitely different ways that you can be more creative um, and funny about, about your presentation. Uh, but you have to study the audience, you have to understand them and all of that. Correct, Bola. Uh, one more question that's coming to my mind is, do you rehearse even now before your speeches? Or are you a pro and you just go and give? Um, I, 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 I go through my presentation, my deck, my flow, at least two times before I get into, into the presentation, at least two times. Mm -hmm. I rehearse them in my head. I think about what I want to say. I map the flow. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I am not confined with the flow. Mm-hmm. I've presented in a place where I've spoken in a place where something changed dramatically the first five minutes of my presentation. And I had to very creatively come up with another approach. Yes. But as to whether I prepare, of course. Of course I do. Okay. Still always do. Yes. Even, you know, I'm sure all the great speakers out there, they have to re- rehearse, you know, at least once or Absolutely. twice. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And I think that's the key. Even if it's a, a sprint review or if it's, a, a, you know, a product walkthrough, even if it's in your regular sprint meetings, I feel if you have that one rehearsal before you go for sprint review, that changes the game altogether because you're coordinated, you're in sync. Many of them may be giving the presentation together. And sometimes it happens that, you know, should I go first? Should I not go? So I feel rehearsal, even during sprint reviews, are so important, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You rehearse, so you are going to be here. You're going to make this presentation. You're going to come after this person. You're going to do it this way. More importantly, you have to test it few days, few minutes, few hours before to ensure that everything is good and nothing has broken. Correct, correct. A dry run. Correct, correct. Uh, when you are creating your presentation for any of your events or even for sprint review, what is the general approach that you follow? Do you directly go into, okay, XXX, uh, this is how we do, this is how we solve the problem? Or do you uh, just, you know, take your own time, go around things, and then you arrive at the point? What's what's the strategy do you use generally? Yeah, so it depends on two things. It depends on what I'm presenting mm. and who I'm presenting it to. Mm. Mm. What exactly it is that I'm presenting and the audience, the people that I'm presenting it to. But most of the time, I don't just go straight into the presentation and start one, two, three, four. Mm. I want to create an avenue of connection. Mm. I want to create a space of connection Mm. before I then hand over or before I then push out whatever it is that I want to create. So for example, I, Mm. I want to talk about how to do sprint planning or how to do effective sprint review. Mm. I don't just say, well, sprint review is this, 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 this. Mm. I want to start by saying, imagine yourself Mm. as a user or a potential user of a product. Mm. And you've hired one person, one person, one person to build the product for you. Mm. And they are coming to sort of show you how would you like to be, um, to be engaged? Would you like this way? Would you like that way? Would you like this other way? Well, there are several ways. But what I want to show you is one of the most effective methods of, um, of holding sprint review. Mm. And then I go into it. Okay. So I've created a space for them to get in to be able to receive what I want to say. Correct. Correct. True. Yes, I think 
that's that's the thing right some of us go directly to the point and again it depends on uh, the time slot you you have only 5 mm-hmm. minutes to speak and you want to go directly to the point and i think it's yeah. case to case basis how you want to do it yeah, typically so, yeah, absolutely so that's why i said it depends on what i'm presenting who i'm presenting it to and maybe of course the 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 conditions around around that presentation itself correct uh bola i had one question you have been speaking at so many events and uh do you think somebody who some developer for example should they go and participate in such events as a speaker should they aspire to do that i mean if yes why why should people go and participate in these conferences and events how do, how does it help you i think that developers and when i say developers i mean software programmers developers i think they should get out more <laughs> i think they should <laughs> i think they should interact more and and i tell you this because i work with developers a lot they suck at public speaking they suck at communication they suck at writing and i think that they need to get out more Mhm they need to attend more conferences tech non tech related they need to take up additional courses or mentors or coaches in presentation communication public speaking and i think that they need to start presenting as well mhm they need to one of the things that i do in my team uh with some of my team is i allow some of the developers to facilitate some of the ceremonies mhm just because i want to i want them to also build that capability mhm mhm true but you know what i mean for example yes i i am getting you for example if i'm a very nervous developer i i don't like public speaking i don't like presenting or giving any demonstration where can i start so you started within your organization somebody gave you an opportunity now i if i'm a developer i'm too nervous to even go and ask for that opportunity how how should i build myself or what should i do how what can i start with so i give you an idea one of the ideas that i that we 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 implemented in some of the places that i work it's called tedx mhm and i tell you how i came about that remember ted talk mhm ted ideas worth sharing mm-hmm. ted talk and then there's also ted X. Correct. An independently organized TED. Correct. Correct. These guys come up with several ideas and all. So I adapted that concept to TechX. So TechX means okay. technical excellence. Okay. We it's like lunch and learn. Mhm mhm. Not like sharing. Uh boys for developers. Mhm. And this is where everybody in the team mhm everybody in the team will choose a slot oh, okay a slot every thursday for 30 minutes that person will choose any topic at all it may be tech related it may be non tech related it may be finance it may be personal fitness any at all mm-hmm. they will come and they will make presentation okay and then at the end of the presentation i also invite uh some other people that are not 
developers. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, I send out survey feedback to say um, the person's presentation, how engaged the person is, was during the presentation, and, not, and then general ratings. Mm -hmm. And then I show the person at the end to say, look, I think you need to improve on this, you need to improve on this, you need to improve on this. Because I know that there is a challenge mm -hmm. with developers and tech people when it comes to presentation and communication. Mm, and that's such a great idea. I mean, tech X with, you know, just speak their heart out. Once they do that, yeah. correct. Once they do that, then they'll, they'll start approaching and then they'll start. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And if somebody wants to speak in conferences, uh, you mentioned that people approach you generally, you know, because you've been speaking at so many events, they come to you and they ask you to speak. But somebody who's at the very beginning of their speaking career, they, they want to become a speaker. What do they do? Generally, I search for like call for speakers in Google and, you know, you know or LinkedIn events, and then I apply. Is that the way or how do you develop the network? What's what's a good way? Yeah, so that, that, that's, that's the biggest approach for getting to start speaking. Uh, there's several conferences, and most of those conferences always open up their call for papers or call for speakers or all of those things. Mm -hmm. That's one way to start. Um, apply, come up with your topic, the abstract, you know, what people are going to take away from that and all of those things, and then some summative. If the field your idea is interesting and you aligned with the theme or the objective of the seminar or the conference or the summit, mm -hmm. you get invited so you can get to start speaking. Correct. Another technique is to look for a speaker mm -hmm. and get attached to that speaker as a co-speaker. Correct. So Pooja has spoken at some events. I am trying to get into public speaking because I want to improve my public speaking ability. I said to Pooja, hey Pooja, whenever possible, mm. when you're speaking, when you're submitting your, your abstract, for example, or papers, for example, can you pick me and have me as a co-presenter or co-speaker? Mm -hmm. By that, I will, one, prepare with you. Correct. We'll do rehearsal together. Mm -hmm. And you also give me a path, mm -hmm. a path of your presentation, maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, for me to try out that. And then when I do that with you for about six months, for about, you know, four, five, six, I can now start standing on my own. Okay, yes. That's such a good approach, you know. Uh, start with Absolutely. a co-presenter. I mean, somebody who mm -hmm. give you that path, who may help you out. That's that's yes. such a good idea, and I think everybody should uh, should use this idea to you know go and speak out. But do people accept with co-presenters even in the tech world? Or I mean, I've not seen many co-presenters, but is it common? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's so while it's so I mean, so here's the deal and. I can, I can tell you why it's not common mm. because some developers or tech people don't see the need to start presenting. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so that's why it's not common. That's why you don't see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because just like you said, well, I don't need to present. I just need to write the programs or write the instruction, get it into work, X, Y, and Z. Correct. Or if I need to present, I can just, I, I just tell them what I want and then I go out. Correct. Correct. No, I agree. Well, I it's, some, it's some strategy that, it's some strategy that I think that they should, they should, they should start implementing or start picking up. Definitely. Definitely. speaking. Definitely. Yeah, I think we had such a good conversation. I We spoke for a really Hallelujah. long time. Uh, I would definitely ask you with one last question. What is that mm-hmm. one advice you would give to the speakers when they are going to the stage, you know, to probably reduce their nervousness or anxiety or uh, to give that impactful presentation, what is that one advice Bola speaks that people should keep in mind? So here's the deal. Let me tell you, you probably won't believe it. A lot of people don't believe it. But I tell you, every, I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of training. I'm a trainer. I train almost all the time. You know, Every time that I want to train or speak, I get nervous. Mm-hmm. Every time. Nobody believes that. They say, oh, come on, Bola, you lie. <laughs> that's the truth. Every single time, I get nervous. But what I do is I go back into my backlog. Hey, I've made several presentations. Mm-hmm. And they've been excellent. I've spoken at some of the biggest, well, biggest relatives, some of the cool uh, conferences, and they've been really great. More importantly, there are people that are waiting to benefit from what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then by doing those three things, I go over the nervousness. Mm-hmm. So how can you change? One, you need to continue to practice, continue to try. Two, you need to get a mentor, a coach, to help you, to work with you. You cannot, and I'm an agile coach, you cannot mm-hmm. underestimate the value and the importance of coaching and mentoring. You cannot. Correct. It has the potential to unlock the impossibilities in you. Correct. I agree. Two, three, speak more, speak more, speak more. Connect with people, connect with your audience, connect with, make it human, make your presentation human. Don't make a tech presentation tech. Technology is made for humans. Humans. Correct. Make it, put an element of humanity in whatever presentation, even if you're presenting machine learning or or quantum physics, there's still a way that you can build story around whatever it is. Lastly, show emotions, show passion, show energy, and then infect the audience with that energy. Like I said, all of these things are transferable, they're transmittable. If you're boring, the people listening to you will be bored. <laughs> Correct. If you're engaging, the people listening to you will be engaged. Correct. The choice is yours. 
Thank you. That was really, really awesome, Bola. I'm sure people listening to you, they, they're going to get a lot of wisdom. They are going to get that confidence to speak. Um, we have definitely uncovered that, you know, this is a problem and this is an issue. And it's, it's just that many of us don't realize it's an issue. Many of us think that it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. It is because you may have the best ideas, but if you're not communicating it, you might as well keep it within yourself. Why even give a half-baked speech, right? Unrepresent. Unrepresent. I agree with that. Unrepresent. Thank you. Thank you, Bola. Thank you for your time. I think it was lovely chatting with you. I think interacting ideas. We should Cheers. catch up sometime. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.